Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible 2 Chronicles 7 In this chapter we have God's answer to Solomon's prayer. 1. His public answer by fire from heaven, which consumed the sacrifices, verse 1, with which the priests and people were much affected, verses 2 and 3. By that token of God's acceptance they were encouraged to continue the solemnities of the feast for fourteen days, and Solomon was encouraged to pursue all his designs for the honor of God, verses 4-11. 2. His private answer by word of mouth, in a dream or vision of the night, verses 12-22. Most of these things we had before, 1 Kings 8 and 9. God's gracious answer to Solomon, 1004 BC. 1 Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven, and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. 2 And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. 3 And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement, and worshipped, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good for his mercy endureth forever. For then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. 5 And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of twenty and two thousand oxen, and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep, so the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. 6 And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever, when David praised by their ministry and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Seven moreover Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brassen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings, and the meat offerings, and the fat. Eight also at the same time Solomon kept the feast seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great congregation, from the, from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. 9 And in the eighth day they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. 10 And on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month he sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David, and to Solomon, and to Israel his people. 11 Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord, and in his own house, he prosperously effected. Here is, 1. The gracious answer which God immediately made to Solomon's prayer, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice, verse 1. In this way God testified his acceptance of Moses, Leviticus 9 verse 24, of Gideon, Judges 6 verse 21, of David, 1 Chronicles 21 verse 26, of Elijah, 1 Kings 18 verse 38, and, in general, to accept the burnt sacrifices, in the Hebrew phrase, to turn it to ashes, Psalm 20 verse 3. The fire came down here, not upon the killing of the sacrifices, but the praying of the prayer. 1. This fire intimated that God was, 1. Glorious in himself, for our God, God is a consuming fire, terrible even in his holy places. This fire, breaking forth, as it is probable, out of the thick darkness, made it the more terrible, as on Mount Sinai, Exodus 24 verses 16 and 17. The sinners in Shaun had reason to be afraid at that sight, and to say, Who among us shall dwell near this devouring fire? Isaiah 33 verse 14. And yet too, 
gracious to Israel, for this fire, which might justly have consumed them, fastened upon the sacrifice which was offered in their stead, and consumed that, by which God signified to them that he accepted their offerings, and that his anger was turned away from them. 2. Let us apply this, 1. To the suffering of Christ. When it pleased the Lord to bruise him, and put him to grief, in that he showed his goodwill to men, having laid on him the iniquity of us all. His death was our life, and he was made sin and a curse that we might inherit righteousness and a blessing. That sacrifice was consumed that we might escape. Here am I, let these go their way. 2. To the sanctification of the Spirit, who descends like fire, burning up our lusts and corruptions, those beasts that must be sacrificed, or we are undone, and kindling in our souls a holy fire of pious and devout affections, always to be kept burning on the altar of the heart. The surest, the surest evidence of God's acceptance of our prayers is the descent of the holy fire upon us. Did not our hearts burn within us? Luke 24 verse 32. As a further evidence that God accepted Solomon's prayer, still the glory of the Lord filled the house. The heart that is thus filled with a holy awe and reverence of the divine glory, the heart to which God manifests himself in his greatness, and which is no less his glory, in his goodness, is thereby owned as a living temple. 2. The grateful return made to God for this gracious token of his favor. 1. The people worshipped and praised God, verse 3. When they saw the fire of God come down from heaven thus they did not run away affrighted, but kept their ground in the courts of the Lord, and took occasion from it, 1. With reverence to adore the glory of God, they bowed their faces to the ground and worshipped, thus expressing their awful dread of the divine majesty, their cheerful submission to the divine authority, and the sense they had of their unworthiness to come into God's presence, and their inability to stand before the power of His wrath. 2. With thankfulness to acknowledge the goodness of God, even when the fire of the Lord came down they praised praised Him, saying, He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. This is a song never out of season, and for which our hearts and tongues should be never out of tune. However it be, yet God is good. When He manifests Himself as a consuming fire to sinners, His people can rejoice in Him as their light. Nay, they had reason to say that in this God was good. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, but the sacrifice in our stead, for which we are bound to be very thankful. 2. The king and all the people offered sacrifices in abundance, verses 4 and 5. With these they feasted this holy fire, and bade it welcome to the altar. They had offered sacrifices before, but now they increased them. Note, the tokens of God's favor to us should enlarge our hearts in his service, and make us to abound therein more and more. The king's example stirred up the people. Good work is then likely to go on when the leaders of a people lead in it. The sacrifices were so numerous that the altar could not contain them all, but rather than any of them should be turned back, though we may suppose the blood of them all was sprinkled upon the altar, the flesh of the burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings were burnt in the midst of the court, verse 7, which Solomon either hallowed for that service or hallowed by it. In case of necessity the pavement might be an altar. 3. The priests did their part, they waited on their offices, and the singers and musicians on theirs, verse 6, with the instruments that David made, and the hymn that David had put into their hand, as some think it may be read, meaning that 1 Chronicles 16 verse 7 or, as we read it, when David praised by their ministry. He employed, directed, and encouraged them in this work of praising God, 
and therefore their performances were accepted as his act, and he is said to praise by their ministry. For the whole congregation expressed the greatest joy and satisfaction imaginable. They kept the feast of the dedication of the altar seven days, from the second to the ninth, the tenth day was the day of atonement, when they were to afflict their souls for sin, and that was not unseasonable in the midst of their rejoicings, on the fifteenth day began the feast of tabernacles, which continued to the twenty-second, and they did not separate till the twenty-third. We must never grudge the time that we spend in the worship of God in communion with Him, nor think it long, or grow weary of it. 5. Solomon went on in his work, and prosperously effected all he designed for the adorning both of God's house, and his own, verse 11. Those that begin with the service of God are likely to go on successfully in their own affairs. It was Solomon's praise that what he undertook he went through with, and it was by the grace of God that he prospered in it. God's Promises to Solomon, 1004 B.C. 12 And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. 13 If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. 14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. 15 Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. 16 For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. 17 And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shalt observe my statutes and my judgments, 18 Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom, according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. 19 But if ye turn away, and forsake my statutes and my commandments which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods, and worship them, 20 Then will I pluck them up by the roots out of my land which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast out of my sight, and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. 21 And this, ha this house, which is high, shall be an astonishment to every one that passeth by it, so that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land, and unto this house? 22 And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them, therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. That God accepted Solomon's prayer appeared by the fire from heaven. But a prayer may be accepted and yet not answered in the letter of it, and therefore God appeared to him in the night, as he did once before, chapter 1 verse 7, and after a day of sacrifice too, as then, and gave him a peculiar answer to his prayer. We had the substance of it before, 1 Kings 9 verses 2 to 9. 1. He promised to own this house for a house of sacrifice to Israel, and a house of prayer for all people, Isaiah 56 verse 7 My name shall be there forever, verse 12, 16, that is, there will I make myself known, and there will I be called upon. 2. He promised to answer the prayers of his people that should at any time be made in that place, verses 13 to 15. National judgments are here supposed, verse 13, famine, and pestilence, and perhaps war, for by the locusts devouring the land meant enemies as greedy as locusts, and laying all waste. 2. National repentance, prayer, and reformation, are required, verse 14. God expects that his people who are called by his name, 
if they have dishonored his name by their iniquity, should honor it by accepting the punishment of their iniquity. They must humble themselves under his hand, must pray for the removal of the judgment, must seek the face in favor of God, and yet all this will not do unless they turn from their wicked ways and return to the God from whom they have revolted. 3. National mercy is then promised, that God will forgive their sin, which brought the judgment upon them, and then heal their land, redress all their grievances. Pardoning mercy makes ways for healing mercy, Psalm 103 verse 3, Matthew 9 verse 2. 3. He promised to perpetuate Solomon's kingdom, upon condition that he persevered in his duty, verses 17 and 18. If he hoped for the benefit of God's covenant with David, he must imitate the example of David. But he set before him death as well as life, the curse as well as the blessing. 1. He supposed it possible that though they had this temple built to the honor of God, yet they might be drawn aside to worship other gods, verse 19. He knew their proneness to backslide into that sin. 2. He threatened it as certain that, if they did so, it would certainly be the ruin of both church and state. 1. It would be the ruin of their state, verse 20. Though they have taken deep root, and taken root long, in this good land, yet I will pluck them up by the roots, extirpate the whole nation, pluck them up as men pluck up weeds out of their garden which are thrown to the dunghill. 2. It would be the ruin of their church. This sanctuary would be no sanctuary to them, to protect them from the judgment of God, as they imagined, saying, The temple of the Lord are we, Jeremiah 7 verse 4. This house which is high, not only for the magnificence of its structure, but for the designed ends and uses of it, shall be an astonishment, it shall come down wonderfully, Lamentation 1 9, to the amazement of all the neighbors.